right, we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're talking about district football with uh, KQT's Chris Rash. Chris, how you doing? Doing really well, Cliff, and doing really well. How about you? I'm doing all right. My favorite time of the year, my friend. So, um, I know last week was the end of the regular season in high school football. I can't believe we're here already. But um, anything that really stuck out to you last week? I think the big one, and, and for a lot of people, um, you had Mitt Buchanan winning their, their first ever conference title, the KCI title. Um, that was tremendous for that Dragons program. 9-0 and season able to do what they did after when Coach Chris took over this program. They're trying to find their way. And, you know, there's a one-win season not too long ago, a couple of years back. Now they're 9-0. and They're in the driver's seat, the Class 1, the number one seed. They have a bye this week. So I think the Dragons winning an outright KCI title last week, that was impressive. Um, you had South Holmaldo holds eight-man football, getting a share of a 275 title. A couple teams there split that one. Um, Princeton Got a share of the Grand River Conference title in 11-man football. Uh, North Andrew won the GRC 8-man football. St. Pius won the Midland Empire. So uh, a lot of teams, you know, getting that conference hardware last week and a lot of teams that we've seen building over the last few years get to those points to where they can win conference titles. And absolutely, Jeff and Chris Rouse are recognizing all the uh, conference championship winners in the areas. Definitely a big uh, congratulations to all those teams for winning conference championships. Now, um, Chris, um, we're done with conference championships. Let's move on to um, the road to district championships. And um, we got a couple matchups that we're going to break down. The first one is a MEC matchup, not really an MEC conference game, but an MEC rematch in Class 4 District 8. It's Lafayette at Savannah. The winner of that game will go on to face the number one seed, Smithville. So um, just break up, just break down that game. Yeah, and if my cousin hit hold me out here if I'm wrong, um, I believe the first time these two teams met was when Lafayette was coming out of their quarantining issues that they have for a few weeks. So I'm pretty sure the first time these two teams met was right after Lafayette got out of quarantine. Is that correct? Uh, actually, that was right before. It was week four. Was that so right actually, they met. Okay. Hey, you know, that's, that's so, okay. You know, all these games, you know, they run together sometimes. <laughs> they... They kind of do, and that's, I was trying to think back to it because, man, it's been one of those years where you, you kind of forget what weeks people did play, they didn't play. But with this game right here for, you know, you go back to the first time they met, which doesn't really mean a whole lot when you're meeting a second time. But, you know, Savannah jumped out early on Lafayette, if my memory serves me right. Um, but Lafayette fought back into that game. And last week, you know, you build off what happened with Lafayette and Maryville. It was a battle in that first half. It was 14-14. And Lafayette had a chance to take the lead in the second quarter, but an interception in the red zone, you know, give it back to Maryville. Now, Maryville didn't score, but that kind of, I think, derailed some of the momentum Lafayette had on that drive in the second quarter. But you can see this Lafayette team has had some up and downs this year, but they have played with just about everybody, and they've had really good football games. I mean, their Cameron loss is a one-point loss. Savannah's is only a few-point loss. I mean, you're you're a couple points here and there away from a completely different record and maybe a completely different week uh, week ten matchup for Lafayette, but Savannah they're coming off a tough one against St. Pius last week. St. Pius no slouch. I mean, they're the conference champions for a reason. Really good football team this year. This one I think is one of, if not the best game in the area, because you have two very good football teams that play you know hard nosed style, but they also have a lot of guys that can make plays. Lafayette speed. Savannah has some speed too. Hard no 
their matches, I think, here with number 10. All right, now we got Class 3, District 8. Now we got Benton and Chillicothe in the 4-5 game. I think that's going to be a real fun game. Um, Benton actually um, kept up with Chillicothe until about the fourth quarter there. And um, if it was me, I'm a little weary of rematches, especially at back-to-back weeks like that. Is there anything with that that Benton can maybe fall back on or – and you can just break down this matchup in general? No, I think when you look at a rematch like this, Clifton, it's interesting because it's a week nine to week ten rematch. Sure, you may have some like Savannah Lafayette from early in the season, but this is one of those where you just got done playing the game. Now you're playing them again. So, do you have, if you're chill content, are you more confident at the end of this? Ben, go two ways here. Do you feel like you had a few plays here and there that you had back? You maybe would have that game would have had a different outcome, or is it one of those games where they beat us once? Case we don't know if we can beat them again. I think it's going to be the first, the former. I think it's going to be one of those deals where Benton comes down. They feel like they know where they maybe had some mistakes and some issues there in week nine. They're going to have a really good fight this week. Chillicothe, they're going to come back. They're going to feel confident because they just won this matchup last week. So I, I think both these teams. I think this is one of those deals where. It's going to be a really good matchup, maybe a better matchup than we've got week number nine just because they turn right around, they play each other again, they know their tendencies, they know what they're going to do. So it may be a little bit more of a chess match here between these two coaching staffs of, okay, what have we not shown and what have they not seen? Or it may be two of those deals we're going to line up and we're going to run what we did last time to see if you can stop us. Absolutely. I think the big part of that, that game, too, was turnovers and penalties for Ben. I thought that was really part of it, what cost them that game. So, um, Chris, we got some eight-man games to talk about. Um, you want to run through those? Yeah, you, you look at the eight-man football schedule. Um, you know, there's some interesting games. I think one of the interesting games is uh, actually Worth County at Mount City in that district. Um, that that game and that district play up there, Mount City's hosting. Mount City has some injury issues, though, that they've been dealing with the last several weeks. But you look at that one. They're four and four. They're no slouch though at that six seed. Mount City six and three, but again they've had some struggles as of late because of some injuries. That one's a big one. Stanbury they're hosting Platte Valley. That Stanbury one seed they look really good outside of their. They look pretty good here all season long. North Andrew they're nine and zero. They're the eight seed. They get the cap. We're trying to get their first one of the season. That's a tough one for the Tigers there in the opening round of district play. Um, those are kind of some of the main ones, I believe, is the big ones. I think Albany and Rockport, that one could be a pretty good matchup, too. Albany playing really good football. The record's 4-4. Four and four. They, they beat Pattonsburg last week. And I don't I don't know the full story there, but Albany looked really good on the scoreboard and the stat sheet and everything there. So Albany's 4-4. Four four. They're looking pretty good going into district play. They're one of those teams that a lot of people will tell you that they, they had some, you know, issues early in the season They've been able to get back into things, and I think that's one of these teams that a lot of people don't want to face if they're at 100%. But you also look at the other game that I think is interesting, too. The Kings succeed, and they get to go to work on Saturday in District 3. King City, they've been in some pretty good matchups. You look at a 4-5 and five team like King City, you know, they're in that Grand River Conference, you know, too, and it's not an easy conference to play. So, King City four and five. That ought to be a really tough test for an Orc team that's sitting at five and three in the three seed in class three. I mean eight man district three. 
Uh, absolutely, definitely. Uh, we're going to be discussing all these anime games with Devin and Anthony. Also, you know, these are going to be some really, really fun matchups here down the road. So, um, Chris Roush, I want to thank you so much for coming back on. Um, now it's my favorite time of the year. It's going to be real fun. Um, we should have a lot of great football in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely, it's playoff football. You win and advance, lose and go home. And I want to say one thing real quick. I really hate it for these teams that have had to forfeit their games because of COVID-19 related issues, whether it's quarantining or cases. We've seen teams like Bishop O'Flaugh and St. Joe Christian have to forfeit their, you know, week 10 games. We're seeing schools across the state having to do that now. So really tough, really hard to see that for so many of these coaches, these, these kids that have worked so hard all year to not have a chance at the postseason. And it's, it's nothing in their control whatsoever. There's nothing, you know, they could do at this point. It's just, hard deal all the way around and you have to feel for all these coaches and these teams, these players, especially these seniors that don't have a chance at the postseason right now. Absolutely. Definitely very understandable. And uh, we, uh, we, all of us here, whether it's at KQ2, whether it's at the Cliff Notes podcast, we wish every team, you know, definitely the best as far as health, definitely getting through these playoffs definitely here. So um, Chris Roush, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the show again and um, good luck to you and your staff on Friday. Thanks, my man. Keep up the great work. Amazing podcast this year that you've created. So many people have told me and how much they appreciate what you're doing and the work you're putting in because you don't have to do this, my man, but you're doing it because you enjoy giving the attention to these local teams, these local athletes, and well-deserved and obviously a lot of hard work on your part. It's been fantastic to listen to. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Chris. That really is very much appreciated. Uh, we'll talk to you later, my friend. Take care, my man.